It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. We got some early signing period. Guys, this is exciting. We we just went through this craziness of players coming and going, and you know what? There, there was a lot of positive things from this early signing period that got me really excited. And uh, I don't know about you, Jared, but I see a lot of four stars in there. And when I see a lot of four stars, that gets me really excited because I know that's going to you know, bump us up in the recruiting rankings just that much more. But Jared, how, how are you doing and how are you, how are you kind of you know, trying to process all of the early signing period stuff? <laughs> well, for somebody that never really kept up with recruiting, I kind of became obsessed this year. I don't know why. um but yeah i mean you know at the end of the day the ultimate goal with auburn is i feel like you should be in the top 10 however unique situations couldn't even see kids until july because of covid so everything was zoom oriented and if again aj if you go back and listen to the guys that committed to us it was that family feeling it's Mm -hmm. that same story we've heard for 15 years at auburn yeah it just felt like home it felt like family and you can't get that over a zoom call no so for these guys to do what they did with about four months of – keep in mind, they were getting ready for a season. So they haven't had a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, late on on rivals, I think we went from 35 to 14 essentially in one day. Wow. So, you know, would you rather be 10? Yeah. But to go from 35 to 14, and I think we got seven of the nine we were after today, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean – and kind of what I kept saying was, oh, hey, we're kind of like a 50-50 split between some of these guys. And it just felt like the dominoes kept falling. We kept getting the 50-50 guys over and over and over. And I was like, whoa, um, this is awesome. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I love the, all the people with the, I mean, it's become a meme now, but like the Cruton finger of Harson. <laughs> yeah, finger. I mean, I feel like that that's just awesome. Um, like the Cruton fingers coming after you. And I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> coming after you. I, let me just tell you this real quick. And um, we are, just to be clear, we're waiting on, so one of the players has already signed, we think with Auburn, he's announcing on Sunday. Um, he is the number one Juco player, period, and he's the defensive lineman. But if we land him, and most people think we will, of course, you may be listening to this, and we didn't. Sorry if that happens. Um Number one Juco D lineman, number one Juco safety has already signed. Number mm-hmm. one Juco cornerback has already signed. So we go one, two, three. The only thing we're missing was the number one Juco linebacker. I don't know who that was. But we went, <laughs> if it happens, then most people think it will. D line, cornerback, safety out of Juco. That's pretty good. And those that's, were all like 50 50. That's real strong. I mean, 
I'm just thinking about previous years, you know, we've had some key, we've had some gaps, which again, like I'm going to credit Harson and his staff for looking at the gaps. And it seems like we saw the gaps and we went after them. Um, and you know, you, you look at the, what we have and it looks pretty healthy. Like we we're starting to fill out some of the, the needs that we've had. Um, especially, I mean, we knew our secondary, some of the guys were going to leave. You're, you're going to go to the NFL. And, and yet we start filling in some of those gaps. Um, and so, you know, build up the guys and uh, keep them going because, I mean, I, I one of my favorite things about this Auburn team over the last, like, you know, six, seven years has been our defense. And I want that to continue. And I think defense is uh, kind of continuing that on, at least from this recruiting class. Um, but Jared, I want to kind of get to your thoughts on, you know, some of the guys that like really, really gets you excited. I mean, we ended up, I think signing was it like 17 guys. Um, and then we have one that's going to announce a little bit later, like you had mentioned. Uh, but of those guys, uh, who, who's kind of, you know, make, getting you excited about this uh, next recruiting class? Yes. So overall is the guy that we don't know for certain. And that's Imba. He's the guy that has already signed with somebody and announced this Sunday. All the experts say us, uh, if we land him, that guy is a monster. Have you seen him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, like kind of reminds me of, like, a J.J. Pegues, but maybe bigger, which is weird. Like, I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> I feel like he's J.J. Pegues size, but and no offense to Pegues, but he's, like, muscle size of J.J. Pegues. Yeah. It's like, you know, Pegues is a big, Pegues is a big boy, um, but – I feel like this guy's that big, but it's all muscle. I would not want to be in front of him. Let's put it that way. Oh, no. Um, and he goes, his Twitter handle's Thanos. Yeah, Thanos. Yeah, like Thanos. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, if you're, if you know who Thanos is, like, I can see the resemblance of what you're talking about. Like, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of, you remember those uh, competitions, like the world's strongest men? Like, he looks like the world's strongest man. Like he could fit in that role, like just completely every inch of his body looks like he can just move big things. <laughs> well, and cool. again, he's huge. And to keep in mind, we don't know for certain. They people just think if we do get him, the he may had a quote from the Iron Bowl that said that blew him away. He said, "I've never been in an atmosphere like that." Mm. So that that was huge. People we do already know we have um, Holden Gurner. Am I saying that right? I think it's Garner, Garner. Mariner, Garner. but maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I don't okay, know. I'm going to go with Holden because I will screw this up again. So <laughs> the quarterback, I actually watched a little bit of his footage. He's got all – he's got every – like, you know, Bo could throw the slant, the out route. TJ can do those two. He's got a good arm. But I even had – the one thing I noticed, and somebody wrote an article, he has great touch on the deep ball. And they were like, Holden can do all that. And he has great touch. And we've really missed that since 2017, Jarrett Stidham. Oh, yeah. And you got to be able to take the top off the defense these days. You got to be able to throw it in rhythm. You go back and look at Arkansas this year. We didn't have a ton of drives. We had two big hitters where, where we did connect on the deep ball, and that won us the ball game. So you mm-hmm. got to be able to do that. Holden can do that. Looks good to me, but even more exciting to me is – Harson very rarely pinpoints one person. He's kind of just like everybody's doing good as a team. He has said in two occasions, including one where he supposedly was talking to Pete Carroll, 
because when he was trying to interview Austin Davis and said, this kid is a future All-American. Wow. So, I mean, for your coach to be saying that about a guy who's not even on the on the uh, team yet, that gets me excited. And then finally, Demario Austin, you got to – the dude was like our kind of secondary recruiting coordinator. If you followed <laughs> him on Twitter, he's got high energy. Apparently, he never goes down. I think even – Who's our who is our recruiting guy? Is it Usher? What's his name? Usher. What do you mean? Uh, De- who's our recruiting guy that does all the Twitter? Oh yeah, yeah. Darren, I know what you're talking about. Darren or Usher? Yeah, or whatever. Darren. Yeah, yeah. That's right. After Demario's signature came in, he said, "I think I can officially now give you the title as recruiting coordinator." <laughs> right. That guy loved some Auburn and was bringing people on. So I, you know, high energy. Those are some guys I'm kind of excited to see. You know, in the Auburn uniform. Yeah, I mean, and. Again, a key thing I think to kind of bring in is, I mean, especially when you weren't 100% sure about Tank, is getting some extra depth at running back. So you get that with Demario Austin. And I mean, you can see it automatically from the way he's kind of leading himself on social media. But what you see in person is he's a leader and you know, every team needs that. Um, and this is a guy, even as an 18 year old coming out of high school, you know, he's going to make an impact um, kind of on the scene uh, morale wise. Um, I think one of the guys that gets me really, me really excited and maybe it's kind of nerdy, but I love it is the kicker and Alec, Alex McPherson, like dude can bomb some kicks. I know we've talked about it in previous podcasts, but in uh, just what one game, he made three 50-plus-yard field goals. Three games. Or in, in one school. game, he made three. You don't hear about what? that in high school. He made a 60-yarder <laughs> one time. He yeah. broke an Alabama record, I think. Yeah. So, you know, this this guy is kind of the next guy up, which is, is pretty cool after having, you know, Daniel Carlson and Anders Carlson uh, for the last, you know, feels like forever um, on this you know Auburn team. Now we finally – get an, another guy with the last different last name um, in Mal- <laughs> Alex McPherson. You know, Anders is talking about coming back, by the way. I know, which I, I, that would be real interesting to see. I mean, raises draft stock, I guess, and, uh, you know, put together a you know, good final year, um, I guess, using that last COVID year. So that would be kind of cool. Yes, sir. Um. Any other guys kind of you want to talk about or before we start just going into all the other uh, players that we got? Um, no. I mean, I, you know, they're, they all excite me in different ways, but those are kind of the few that stuck out, you know, stood out to me. So, yeah. Um, one of them that I, I remembered, and this was from the National Signing Day for basketball, um, was Trey Donaldson. And, you know, he's, he signed with Auburn already um, as a point guard. But he's also a four-star safety, so I'll I'll be interested to kind of see where he kind of lands with all of this. Uh, once this, you know, does he go the football route? Does he go the basketball route? I don't know. It got me excited about you know just his versatility. Uh, I mean, if anything, you know, he's just an athletic dude. If you can play both sports and at a very yeah. high level, yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Um, we've already talked about you know, our four-star running back to Mario Alston um, and Holden Gariner, uh, which I think both of those, along with our place kicker and the defensive lineman, I, I feel like those are kind of all you know the top 
you know, we were really excited to get those. Um, but it doesn't overshadow a lot of the other guys. I mean, the the next one that I have on my list is Colby or Caleb Wooden. I, almost, yeah, I did say Caleb, Colby Wooden because he is the brother of Colby Wooden. Yep. Um, but it's pretty cool, you know, keep it in the family. Caleb Wooden uh, comes to Auburn um, as a safety, and he's again one of those guys. I, I'm I'm excited to see. He's very quick. Apparently, he can do everything from pick sixes to even potentially like returning kicks and punts and. I mean that that's always fun to see a guy like that. Um Jared, do you know do you know like much about, you know, any of the the other guys kind of any of the other ones that kind of stand out to you? Yeah, I mean I I'll, I'll add to the uh the wooden one. He's apparently so Colby came out of high school, I think as a three-star and he felt kind of underrated and has always played with a chip on his shoulder and his brother I read where he's put up numbers that should have gotten him a four-star bump and it hasn't Mm. yet. And so he actually has verbally said that he's mad about that Mm. and he's out to prove people wrong. So um, that's pretty exciting. It's always good to have a defensive guy with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Apparently the question has been asked, could he bulk up and play linebacker? So apparently he's a pretty good size kid. I think they're going to keep him at safety, but he's definitely going to be one of those heavy hitting safety guys. Um, you know, I, as far as needs that we have, I get excited about Amari uh, Kelly. He's mm, a four-star yeah. receiver. He had 1,300 yards plus his senior season. Um, seems to be kind of a kind of an overall good receiver. And I say overall good. I feel like Camden Brown, who's another receiver, is one of those like great hands kind of guy, kind of like Seth Williams. Yeah, may not break away from you, but he's going to catch anything comes his direction. And then you have Jay Fair, who is a breakaway guy. So mm-hmm. he's more of a, uh, from what I've seen on film and read, Jay Fair would be more kind of like an Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, now, nobody's as fast as Schwartz, but Jay Fair is that guy where you're going to, you know, if they bite on the out route and then he takes it up the field, you're not catching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we hit that over-the-top pass that I was talking about that we've struggled to hit for four years, that's a touchdown. So he excites me. Defensively, I think we brought in some heavy hitters. Um, Austin Osbury, cool story about that. He is a four-star cornerback, lives in Baton Rouge. Parents both uh, – I know one of them works for the university. I think they may both work for the university. And they both went to LSU. Oh, wow. So we go in and grab him <laughs> – <laughs> was this a Trevon Reed one too? Yes. We had been in all on Allsbury's radar, but he had not committed. I think he was technically still committed to LSU. Yeah. Um, we go in, Trevon Reed goes in the last two weeks, works on him. We pluck him out of Baton Rouge. Huge pickup. Hey Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. 
Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. And let's not forget this. Have we not thought about this? We flipped a four-star linebacker, uh, Woodyard, that was committed to Alabama. Yeah. Anytime you can flip him from Bama, I, I just there, there's something extra I just get real excited about. So we flipped an LSU commit, flipped a Bama commit, and from the Auburn side of it, because we all kind of like to, we are kind of the family deal. They interviewed, uh, I think it's Antonio Coleman. He's the coach now where Woodyard came from down in Mobile, and to- Coleman was a linebacker at Auburn. But he was quoted as saying that Woodyard, when he met with Zach Etheridge and a couple other guys, he said he said they loved him as a man before they loved him as an athlete. Hmm. And he said that made a big impact on him. Like just that, that family feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Especially when, I mean, we've talked about it with, uh, I feel like the, the family atmosphere is a big benefit, but loving them as a person, especially now with the transfer portal, I feel like there's gotta be an extra connection there. And if there's not the players, you know, if they're not getting the right play time that they're hoping, then they're they're gonna transfer, and so I feel like you know starting that early is uh, gonna be a key with keeping these guys uh, happy um, as much as you can uh, on this Auburn team. Um, one guy, I mean, uh, I, that I was really impressed with that. You know, I always love flipping, but it was one of those again. We we flipped them. I think probably honestly because of uh, Trevon Reed and Derek Mason and Zach Etheridge going going after him was uh, a cornerback, uh, Jadarian Rhyme. And, uh, you know, he was a four-star quarterback that, you know, from LSU. I mean, that that's awesome. Um, you love to see it again, getting a guy um, that, honestly, we might not have gone after. I feel like if Trevon Reed wasn't there. So, I mean, I, I think one of the keys is I, I was very much impressed with some of the, the you know, big star guys that probably weren't a, even an option for Auburn and yet we went in and uh we we got them to to come to Auburn which yeah that's that's always one of my favorite things um any other guys uh that we got this uh recruiting class that uh uh, you want to talk about um yeah no not really and I mean if you know players listen to this at all or anybody we're not I'm not trying to diss on anybody else it's just so hard to know these people without them getting on campus and in fairness, you know, some of them get a little bit more time on the message boards and stuff, so we know a little more about them. And some of them are just more active on social media. Some of these guys, you know, they're not real active, which is totally okay. Um, and apparently, I will say, apparently, Keontae Scott, who's the number one cornerback out of JUCO, just tweeted that he said, he said, JUCO sweep. Mm. And that makes you think that means Imba chose us because mm. that would that would that would give us the number one you know like I was talking about yeah so, 
Juco sweep. That's what he just tweeted. So anyways, that, that gives you a little excitement, but you got to wait till Sunday and he's announcing on some France radio or sports station. So yeah, good Which, luck with that. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't see that very often, do you? <laughs> I don't think my YouTube TV gets that. In fact, they're, they're <laughs> arguing about not getting ESPN here soon. So they got to figure that out, but right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but all yeah. in all, man, pretty excited. Again, these are going to fluctuate. Players are going to, still be trickling into schools but to go from 35 to top 15 and at the end of the day maybe top 10 if all falls our way that's pretty good yeah i think so that's pretty amazing um i mean that that's kind of the positive recruiting i mean we're all i feel like at some point thinking wow this this recruiting class is not looking very good but it's one of those things where recruiting is such a relationship you got to build that up and it took almost until the last minute for some of these players. Um, and so we came in, got them, you know, a day or two in advance and said, Hey, commit to Auburn. We're, we'll play you. We'll, we'll love on you. We'll get you developed. And, and those are the things that, you know, push, push them over the edge. Um, I did want to kind of round out a couple uh, just updates on some, some players. Um, so previously we had, uh, I think we had talked about it on our previous podcast was uh, Sean Shivers, um, entering the transfer portal, uh, he ended up uh, transferring to Indiana, which I thought was pretty cool. And now he's uh, trying to get Bo Nix to go there. I don't know <laughs> if that works, uh, but you know that would be pretty cool to see them back on the same team together if it does. Um, and then Elijah Canyon uh, ended up transferring to Purdue, um, which then I was like, <laughs> you remember how we, what was it just like a few years ago, just completely slaughtered Purdue in a bowl game? And I was like, was Elijah Canyon on our team then? And I was like, no, that was that was a year previous. But I still that would have been hilarious if you know he was part of that team that slaughtered <laughs> Purdue and then he ended up going there. That's <laughs> true. That would have been funny. Um, and then uh, I also want to kind of just catch you up on you know a couple little stats about uh, so Roger McCurry. He also you know I think we've talked about it. He's going to this uh, Senior Bowl in Mobile. Um, but you know we, we're talking about recruiting here. And Roger McCreary, when he was uh, recruited, was not even in, in like the top 500 players. He wasn't even in the top 800 players. He was ranked 989th in the country, a three-star. And to think about how far a guy like Roger McCreary has come and become such an amazing player. I mean, he got first-round All-American and that in and of itself is something to be just celebrated for him. Um, but if you look back at, you know, Auburn defensive and offensive players, I think somebody put this together. All of them are, you know, four or five stars, I think minus one three star. And yet Roger McCreary, you know, puts in the time and effort, the work. And, you know, that that's pretty cool to see you know, him get developed and, uh, you know, turn into an All-American type player. Yeah. Here's the deal, man. I mean, to be honest with you, I think your Brady's have proven this. Roger McCurry's have proven this. I mean, you got to have a little bit of the right situation, no doubt. But if you're willing to put in the time, if you've made it on a power five football team, if you put in the time and work and stuff, big things can happen. Because you're right, Roger McCurry should not be a number one draft pick, which he's going to be. Yeah. Um, not based off of what he stats said out of high school. It shouldn't be. So yeah. kudos to him. 
And it's making Auburn. I think that really helped, man. I really do. I think these guys were able to go to these some of these recruits because we landed several defensive backs and safeties. I think they were able to say, look, McCray was good. He was probably like round two or three last year. Under a year of our guidance, he's now going to be, some people say, top 15. So It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what all these guys are hoping for is a you know, first-round draft pick. And, and you know, probably some of these three stars that we signed, which we signed a good number of them, are probably thinking, hey, you know, Auburn's shown that they can develop into uh, top-level guys. And that, that's something that I think is very much valued uh, in these recruits. Uh, I do want to also mention uh, Zacoby McLean, uh, and this is again we were kind of you know wishfully thinking you know, Zacoby might come back, but uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be coming back. Uh, he did accept an invite to the East West Shriner Bowl, um, so you know he's probably moving on and uh, going on to you know test the waters of the NFL and see see how he does. Um, he's he's one of those that. I mean, I feel like he gets so much disrespect. Like, for him to not even get invited to the senior bowl honestly makes me mad. Like, how how is a guy so just instinctively good at the linebacker position not getting invited to that? I don't know. I Somebody's going to have to explain that one. I know NFL guys love size. I mean, like, you could literally be – you could have average stats, but if you're just a freak, you know, size and speed, they like you more. I mean, you can't do more than Zagoba McLean did. He literally mm-hmm. led the SEC in tackles last year, and he was up there again this year. You know, I, I mean, it wasn't a fluke what happened last year. And no. so he's – And that's his, that's in a COVID year, too, where you're only playing against conference opponents, and he was still doing that. Yeah, I mean, he basically um, – his only flaw – he's not a great cover linebacker, but a lot of guys aren't great cover. But he – listen, go put on the Georgia State film – Watch Georgia State run for almost 200 yards in the first half and negative rushing yards in the second half. Hmm. Jacoby was out because of the bogus targeting call at Penn State in the first yeah. half. They didn't get anything in the second half. That's all yeah. you need to know about Jacoby. Yeah, no, you, you kind of showed them this is the impact Jacoby makes. Uh, and, I mean, it, it's undeniable when you watch any kind of film with Jacoby on it. Um. Jared, any other kind of final thoughts about our uh, signing class for 2022? Um, I know some of these guys are coming in in January. Some are coming in this summer. Um, definitely excited to see kind of how they f- uh, fit into what we already have. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely stepping stepping up my, you know, I mean, I guess maybe I came in with low expectations. But it kind of, you know, raised my expectations a little bit thinking, we we can actually put together a pretty good recruiting class. Um, any other thoughts about that? Well, so the question is, is Harson in over his head? Can Harson recruit in the South? Can this and that? All You know, I think a lot of those have been answered in the sense I don't think he's in over his head. I think we understand what it takes to recruit. We did not have the number one recruiting class, so you can always be better. But at the end of the day, there were still limitations with COVID. We've talked about not being able to see players. So I think they were able to – you need to see progress. And I think we saw progress in that these guys know how to recruit. Give them a full year of building relationships. 2023, you know, you need to be in the top 10. Um, In my opinion, if you remain in the top 10, you can always be competitive. Mm -hmm. You can win championships with with top 10 talent. Um, And we got a little closer to top 10. A lot closer than I thought we would have gotten. 
yeah, I mean, I, I would have been anything better than what we did last year. And I, I was glad to see. And I mean, hey, we still haven't officially you know, gotten a few extra guys that could bump us up a little bit more closer to that 10 uh, ranking nationally, which anytime you're out there, I mean, like, like you said, that talent level is starting to match up with, hey, you got some championship hopes. Um, I don't think we're there yet, but we're moving in that direction, which, you know, I feel like as much as you can ask for when, like you said, we weren't able to do the full recruiting experience, like, uh, you know, pretty much every year before, you know, COVID came into this world. So, um, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? Uh, you can just find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.